All right, so we have Mr. Sherman on the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. You hear me there, my friend? Yep, you're good. Good, awesome, man. So we're we're rolling. Um, it's good to have you on this morning. Yeah, it's good to be here. Like we talked about earlier, um, I've never really done anything like this, so it's kind of a neat opportunity. Okay. Yeah, I, uh, I'm an assistant principal as well as a football coach, and I, the title of the podcast is Mind of a Football Coach, but that just means that uh, my, my brain is concussed, I guess is what that means. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, for the listener yep, yep. who doesn't know, would you give your would you give a little background about yourself, and we'll go from there. Yeah, sure. I'm currently the principal of Colonel Richardson High School, which is in Caroline County, Maryland. It's on the eastern shore of Maryland. Um, you probably never heard of it, but it's a small little county. Uh, I'm originally from western Pennsylvania, moved down here to get a teaching job. I uh, kind of fell in love with the area, and I taught U.S. history for 11 years. And then started getting some teacher leadership opportunities. Um, that kind of pulled me out of the classroom. I became dean of students for a couple of years then assistant principal for four, and recently this year I was promoted to principal. So that's kind of my professional background there. That is awesome. How, was, how have you enjoyed the transition to being the head principal? Um, I have. I've enjoyed it very much. Uh, a huge benefit is having worked in the building for so long, working in the same school. So I already knew all the people. I knew the students, the families, the community. Um, you know, different agencies, so the learning curve was flattened quite a bit. Um, but I, I probably took that a little bit for granted <laughs> because the realities of the job, you know, hit in, and you know, you never know when you're gonna get super busy or when the next next fire is gonna start. Um, you know, when an angry parent's gonna come in and just flip your day on his head. So uh, it definitely is a job that keeps you on your toes, uh, but it's it's very satisfying. You know, every day you get home, you really feel like you accomplished something. Awesome. I was reading your, your what's it called, your, your school website, and it was talking about your motto is tough. And I, I really, yes. really like that. Man. Treat, others with, treat others with respect, obtain goals, understand diversity, go above and beyond, and have heart. Where did you get that from? How did that come from? Um, yeah, Colonel Tuff's been around for a while, probably ooh, over a decade, probably. Um, it's our PBIS initiative. Um, positive behavior intervention systems where we promote positive behaviors and we had a, another one another slogan that didn't really catch on so we had a new principal who came in and decided on tough and i never asked her if this was a reason but i think part of it was you know built for tough that whole slogan is kind of popular uh and then at the time like that was the word you said that was tough you know today i think it's lit Back then, it was tough, so I think she was kind of playing off that language a little bit. Yeah, we got uh, it. But then the it just stuck. Yeah, right, right. And you know, I, I'll admit, I thought it was a little corny at first, but um, it, it really stuck. And as the staff bought into it, our PBS coordinator ran with it, and now it's just part of our vernacular. It's, it's used in the classrooms. We have teachers using it in lessons. Um, everybody in Caroline County knows we're Colonel Tough. It's just it's, it's kind of a fact at this point. That is that is so neat. So talk about PBIS a little bit. That's something that our school does, but we don't call it by that name. I've heard people talk about it, but what what is that for the educators listening? Sure, it's uh, it's a national program. Um, 
basically it sets up a bunch of guidelines and recommendations for your school to put in place. Uh, again, to support that positive behavior, encourage positive behaviors. Um, and it's pretty in-depth. We have to do what's called a tiered fidelity index, which is basically going around proving that we're checking the, the, the boxes on PBIS. Um, in the spring, they'll come around and just do a survey of students and staff, community members, asking if we know what TOF stands for, seeing if it's displayed, see if it's being used in lessons. Um, and then there's different levels of uh, success. And we've, I think we've been gold, which is the best for five years now. So, um, yeah, we're, we're really proud. And that's, that's countywide too. So I just going to Richardson High School. That is so cool. I, I became an assistant principal last year and learning the, the ropes of being a, an admin is, it's been a cool challenge, but it is so yeah. different. It is a totally different world to me, at least. <laughs> what, what are your thoughts on that, going to the classroom to being, being an administrator? Um, I, I got a, a break because we had the dean of students position, which is kind of a half administrator. We really only focus on state testing and discipline. But you're with admin, and you get to see admin and how they deal with things. So when I became assistant principal, I did have that little bit of a buffer. Um, but it's very eye-opening when you leave the classroom. The biggest thing for me was I just assumed all the teachers in the building were doing everything I was, you know, uh, and they weren't. And, you know, you have colleagues of 15, 16 years, and you realize, oh, they're, you know, not as good of a teacher as I thought they were. Um, but on the other hand, you have somebody you've known for 15 years, and you realize, wow, they're an amazing teacher. I just never knew it. Um, so, so that was a big eye-opener for me. And then the other thing is just you become more of, a community leader in your building. Yeah, I think, especially at the high school level, when you're a teacher, you're on that island when you go into your classroom. It's just you and your students. But when you're an administrator, you know, you have the whole building for you. And um, that can be a challenge for sure. I find this to be, I guess this could just be me, but it's interesting going from, like you said, the teacher to the administrator and then having to have those challenging conversations with with people you used to be on the same level with. Yeah. How, how, what are some tips to be able to do that? Because that can be something that's challenging. It really can be. It is. And I don't, I don't know if you ever perfected. Um, and I've been fortunate. I've only had to have a handful of those types of conversations, but my philosophy with any conversation that's evaluative, you know, I just rip the bandaid off. If it's good, I'm going to tell you right off the bat, this is going to be good. This is effective. This is highly effective. Uh, if it's not good, I'm going to say, look, this is coming out as ineffective. And I kind of let that bomb settle in for a second. And then we just go through what made it ineffective. Um, and then I always try to get to the next steps, if there are any. You know, here's what you need to do to improve. Here's how I can help you. And I try to turn it into a growth conversation. And, you know, we're in a growth profession. If you're not constantly growing as a teacher, you know, you're wasting your time because, there's no perfect way to teach. There's no perfect lesson. There's no perfect administrator. If there were, there'd be books on it and we could just run a script. So you, know, you have, constantly have to be getting better. So I think if you look at that conversation as you know, a growth conversation and what we can do to make you better, um, it kind of helps soften the blow a little bit. Absolutely. Talk a little bit about, if you don't mind, the, the role of athletics in a high school. Because I think that's something that obviously my podcast talks a lot about athletics. But talk about it from your oh, view. Yeah. What is that? What is that for you? 
Uh, athletics are paramount to education. Um, you know, I played sports all my life, um, all throughout all through high school, and you know, it's been over 20 years ago. But even back then, there's days I got out of bed just so I could go play basketball that day. And I know we have a lot of students who they want to come here and get good grades so they can stay eligible. And uh, I used to coach basketball, and I couldn't tell you how many guys walked across that stage because of basketball. You know, I kept them eligible for a good part of the year. Uh, you had that relationship with them as a coach that you could kind of talk to them in a different way. Um, and, and you almost become a mentor where you're helping them keep their grades up. And then as an administrator, athletics is it's the most outward-facing part of your school. Your teams are going out there to other schools, other communities, and they're the image of your school. So if you can tap into that, it's a really good way to keep your school's image high in your community and other communities. Yeah, absolutely. It's man, I'm I'm also the head football coach, so I get it from <laughs> principal and the, the head football coach. But I think that it's really cool. Excuse me, it's really cool to be able, uh, like you said, to help your kids achieve their academic success because of the sport right so they're yeah. they're, motiv- they're motivated hey i want to play football i want to play basketball i want to play baseball i want to play soccer what have you and and now they they perform well in the classroom because they just they want to get on the field maybe that you know they don't take academics as seriously but at least it's getting them to the end goal of graduating yeah right absolutely absolutely that's, that's so cool so talk talk a little bit about your like the arts part of your school the the, the choir, the the, um, know, the drama, those kinds of things. Uh, what, sure. What's going on at Colonel Richardson High School there? Um, so I'm super proud of our of our arts department. Um, again, we're a tiny school. We have 530-some students. So uh, you would think we wouldn't have a strong band. We do. You wouldn't think we put on amazing drama productions. We do. Um, our art show is just amazing. You know, it's it's a small school, but it's a close-knit school, and I think that causes our fine arts teachers to really want to show off what our students are doing. And then everybody gets to see it. Um, our band goes all over the East coast and competitions always very successful in those competitions. Um, we've had several pieces of art go on to um, the state courthouse, the county courthouse. One of them was the, the school or the whole county's Christmas card was one of my students artwork. So that's always really proud when you see them. Um, perform because you know going back to athletics a lot of times athletics can overshadow the fine arts and I'm sure it does at our school a little bit but that doesn't mean the fine arts aren't shining so anytime that you can support them and show off what they're doing is always a lot of fun mm-hmm. yeah and then I was looking you do a weekly update and that's really yes. that's really cool so talk about that how did that come about in you know what what all goes into that so it started with the previous principal here. Um, she started doing it just to keep staff on the same page. Um, and it was really wildly popular. So it kind of spread around the county. So I just kind of inherited that concept um, from her. But it's it's useful for me, too, because that's you know, every – I do it on the weekends. So I know exactly what my week looks like, what the school's week looks like. Um, I try to schedule send them at the same time Sunday morning. So my staff knows what the week looks like and what's coming down. And just it's keeping everybody on the same page, so there's there's no surprises. So this is this app is called S'more. Is that something your county has has purchased? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's neat. Um, I'm, I'm going to show this to our people in our county because I like this. I think this is really really a good way to do this. 
Yeah, and once you figure out how to navigate the website, it's really user-friendly. It's, it's a really powerful tool. Um, and I, I like the end result. I mean, the end result's really nice and clean. You know, that's all the website. That's just, I just type stuff into it. Right, yeah. That's really neat because I know we have Facebook and things of that nature, but we need to update our county, or not, our, not our county, but our school website to be able to have things like this because communicating with, your, with all your stakeholders is so important as a principal, and this is a great way to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, sometimes it gets a little tedious, uh, you know, tedious and tiresome, but then you find out how many parents rely on it, how many students rely on it. And, you know, it'll give you updates on how many views you get. So when it hits like 500 views, well, wow, 500 people <laughs> went on and, you know, read what I wrote and are relying on that information. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And these pictures on your web page, I have this pulled up on my computer. Are these, sure. do you upload these like weekly, monthly? Uh, is there somebody that does that for you? How does that work for for y'all? Uh, yeah, we have a social media specialist, for lack of a better word. Oh wow! Um, okay. Our guidance counselor, Miss Reed, Miss um, Jen Reed, and she runs all of our social media sites: Facebook, Instagram, and um, Twitter, or I guess X now. Um, and then we have a website the county uses called Thrillshare, okay. where you can upload pictures. We'll go to all those social media accounts, and then we'll go to your web page as well. And That's she does a fantastic job of documenting what goes on in the school and, and getting it out there. It's it's amazing. Yeah, this is this is fantastic. We one of our goals at our our high school is to improve our our website. So I've I've been looking at yours, going, <laughs> okay, these are things that we need to do because this is this is really good. It helps us communicate with our community uh, here at here at BU. So question for you. If you could do, have a perfect day as a principal, what would that look like? <laughs> perfect day as principal. Perfect day. Yeah, perfect day. What's is going is on? there such a thing? Is it, I don't know if there's such a thing. No, yeah. there's not, but what's going on if there is one? Um, it's, I, I'm in the classrooms a lot. I'm in the hallways as much as I can be. Um, I get to interact with students in different classrooms, uh, maybe sneak into the gym and get a couple shots up. <laughs> um, oh, nice. Okay. I can make, make, it, to, make it to all the lunches. Um, you know, interact with the majority of my staff. It's just being out and about and being present. That's, that's by far the best part of the job. Yeah, that's, that's it to, to me too. It's being in classrooms, being around, being around the students, the meetings, the discipline, that stuff's not fun, but I guess no. you have to do it, you know, you <laughs> right, just have, right. have to do it. Uh, how do you balance that? The, cause for me, that becomes hard sometimes it's, Hey, there's this, these like this, like maybe minor discipline I have to deal with, or there's this classroom I can go do a walkthrough. How do you balance that? Because I have a hard time balancing that sometimes. It, it's it's a hard thing to do. It really is. Um, um, you know, that was hard as an assistant principal. It's far harder as principal. Um, so I started. I got some advice from a mentor. Just you know, put random meetings on your calendar that don't mean anything, but they're placeholders. So okay, you know, it looks like you're busy for an hour. Um, maybe I use that to sign off on a bunch of stuff, or maybe I use that hour just to go out in, in the classrooms. Um, I've had to be really strategic with my time, um, especially scheduling ahead of time in order to get out into the classrooms. And the other thing as you know, principal, and you don't have this luxury, but, but I do, I can always delegate to my assistant principal. So I can say, look, today I need to get out in classrooms. You got discipline. You got the building. Um, you know, don't call me unless it's an emergency type stuff. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. So when you go into a classroom, what are you looking for? What what to you is a is a good looking setup and what's a good looking lesson for you? 
Um, what are some things I should definitely see um, from the more technical educational side? You know, we have learning targets, which are objectives or essential questions. We just call them learning targets. Um, and then broken down into success criteria, which lead to that target. Those need to be posted, available, and used by the students. Um, that way, I can come in, figure out what success criteria they're working on, and know exactly where they've been and where they're going in the lesson. Um, so that's kind of a non-negotiable. Uh, this year, we're trying to focus on an increase in rigor. I think during COVID, or I know during COVID, rigor really dropped. Um, and when we came back face-to-face, -face, I think teachers were kind of still spoon-feeding students. And that led to a lot of issues behaviorally, academically. So there's an increase in rigor um, this year. And the things that my team looks for when they go into classrooms, you know, what's the student, what's the level of student autonomy? You know, how much are the students doing? How much is the teacher doing? And then, you know, what level of thinking skills are they at? Is it high level thinking skills or is it just low level recall comprehension? So, you know, you spend 15, 20 minutes in a classroom you can get an idea of are they using the targets and the criteria, what the rigor is, what the autonomy is, and what level of thinking skill it is. And that's that's awesome. I, we we used ICLE for a little bit. Are you familiar with them? No, I'm not. It's like the model schools stuff. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We we don't use that any anymore. But I got that was my my first year as an assistant principal. We were using that and looking at rigor relevance. Um, and engagement and that really helped me as a first year administrator then we went away from it for a number of reasons but we have a walkthrough form we use but those things you were talking about are, are things that we look for too and it's the same thing for yeah. a coach too like when you're when I'm evaluating assistant coaches I'm looking at the same things right am I are they meeting the target right. for the day right are are they talking <laughs> right. or, are the, or are the players doing right are the players learning it's the same thing. I mean, coaching is, is teaching, and that's it's so cool to, to see the crossover there. Yeah, another crossover I noticed is, you know, like I said, I coach basketball, and, you know, let's say I got three players who shoot 33% from the free throw line. I'm going to have them go shoot extra foul shots while I'm working on other stuff with the team. And, you know, that's tier two instruction. <laughs> that, that's yeah, yeah. differentiation, and you just apply that to the, to the classroom. I mean, I got three or four students who – didn't get the assignment. We'll pull them aside while the rest of the class works on, you know, other stuff. So yeah, it is fun to see the parallels between, you know, the athletics and the academics. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that is so cool. What time do y'all start school here in the morning? Uh, 730. That's when students can come in. That's yep. awesome. Man. That is so cool. We are eight o'clock and we go to like three, three fifteen, I think is when we, when we, end. Yeah, oh, well. I should, I should know that I'm the, I'm one of the principals. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like ever since I stopped, ever since I became a principal, like the school schedule stuff, I have to look at the actual schedule behind my desk because yeah, you know, I'm not same. teaching a class. You know, and I'll miss bells. Like, did the bell ring? Yeah, it rang three minutes ago. Are you sure? I didn't hear it. <laughs> you know, you get so <laughs> occupied in what you're doing, and you know, you're not as tied to the bell schedule as teachers and students are. Yeah, absolutely. So as we we land the plane on the the podcast, I, I would love some wisdom for somebody looking to get into education. Maybe becoming a principal, maybe um, becoming a dean. That would just be something I would love to hear from you. Yeah, it's um, it's extremely, extremely rewarding. That's the best thing I can tell you. Uh, you know, I have good friends who make more money than I do. Um, maybe have nicer cars than I do. But at the end of the day, what I'm doing is so much more important. And 
you know, when I talk to people who don't work in education, it's, they don't even understand how important what we're doing is. And, you know, you're truly changing lives every day, every moment of every day. Um, if you do it right, like I said earlier, you never go home feeling like you haven't accomplished something. Um, and then that's a really powerful thing. Absolutely. My friend, man, thank you for coming on and doing this with us this morning. I, I'm going to put your cell number in my, my phone and I'm sure I'll be texting you asking you questions about how to be a better principal and how to, how to help our students. Yeah, absolutely. Please do. I mean, we're a, we're a big network and I don't think we take advantage of that enough. Yeah, this is that's one of the reasons I do this, and I know it says mind of a football coach, but I've talked to all kinds of sure. people. You know, oh yeah, I've, I've you know I went through a couple of your podcasts, and it's it's neat. It's a little niche that it, that it's it's fun hearing other people's experiences and you know their takes on stuff. Yeah, absolutely, and we're all here to learn. And I know yeah. for me, I have five kids at home, so I don't get to go to like I don't <laughs> want to go to conferences. So this is my conference. I get to go and collect right. data. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's a good point. That's neat. That's awesome. Man. Well, thank you. I appreciate you coming on this morning. Yeah, man, I appreciate the opportunity. This is really cool.